So we're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul, and we are joined by, oh, oh. nobody. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> yes, everyone else is fucked off. But yes, um, yeah, I'm quite liking the, like I said, just the two twosome uh, episodes where we do for so far. It's, it's, I thought you were going to call us the gruesome twosome there. I was gruesome. like, what? no, no, that, that, that's, that's the Mondays. I'm not taking away your spotlight. Or, you know, <laughs> what, what, this? What, yes. what this right here? Oh, oh, getting, getting the plugs in already. So yes, yep. don't forget, Monsters Monday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so we are um, not joined by anyone tonight. So we, mm-hmm. it is me and the lovely Sam. And today today's going to be a fun episode because we yep. did have plans for it and it changed this week. And we thought, hmm, what could we do? And now with Monday's episode being all about a scary fuck off shape-shifting clown um, <laughs> called Pennywise. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, it's a summer. It's nice. It's it's sunny. We're going on adventures. Do, we'll, we'll steal another Stephen King uh, reference. We'll do a, a, not a review, just to talk about Stand By Me, which is one of the greatest coming-of-age movies that has ever been uh, made, I would dare say. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. But before we start into that... Um, mm-hmm. How's your dear being, Sam? Are you oh okay? God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's, it's weird when someone else asks it. It's been brilliant. I've had such a good day. Um, we have we've been out. Uh, outside. Teams. We've been outside. We yes. we got together and a group of us got together and we went out for dinner for my birthday this week. Oh, she's Yay. 50. Happy 50, Sammy. <laughs> if I look like this when I'm 50. I won't oh, be. Wow. I won't be unhappy. <laughs> but yeah, Very. we all went out, and I got the bestest presents of the bestest people, and I've had such a good day. Mm-hmm. But how's your day been? It's fine. Like I said, yeah. just chaotic. Um, house still smashed up, so you might hear banging in the background. No, that's not my wife trying to kill me. But yes, the ki- <laughs> we are redoing the kitchen, and it's one problem after the other. So it's all fun. Uh, but yes. Um, but other question. than. Right. Other question. Other question. What are you, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Ah, got you. Um, <laughs> uh, since last week's episode, I have been catching up on the new season of It's Always Sunny. And Oh, have you really? Yeah, so I think there's about four or five episodes out of the new season, and it is very, very good. And mm-hmm. just noticed in the chat as well, someone made a, a Better Call Saul reference. Um, there are cameos from people from uh, Breaking Bad in the new season. So it is... Oh, my God. I've seen yeah. clips. I thought it was, like, a promo thing. Like, you know, when they do, like, like for like for sketch shows, like Red Nose Day or something. I thought it was something, like, for that. Oh, my God. No, no, they, they are a cameo in one of the episodes, and oh. Charlie does end up kidnapping them at one point. So, uh, spoilers. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Oh, that's so cool. We're just going to wait until the finishes. Because mm. we can, we would blitz that in a Definitely. night. Um, I've Nevels. been watching a whole lot of things. But go on, oh. what else have you been watching? Um, Goodwill will be happy because I've started Archer again. Because after um the incident at Sunnycom, <laughs> I have been wanting to rewatch Archer because every time I watch Archer now, I just see Goodwill throwing ninja stars at people and trying to kill people. And just just to put out the disclaimer as well, no nobody was hurt or injured in the podcast making today. 
And no. when we went out for food, no one was injured. No one had the eyes taken out. No. Um, we were forced to take get ice cream by the by Donna and Kelly. How aggressive they got over ice cream scared so the life funny. out of me. It was so worth it because that ice cream was amazing. But wow, they were yeah. very passionate over ice cream. <laughs> and I loved it how there was an ice cream vendor just to our right. And Donna yeah. was like, no. We're no. going to walk as far away as possible <laughs> to, to the best ice cream. It was nice, but yeah, it was quite big. Uh, but did you notice okay. something today as well? Uh, Donna's going to kill me for this. It's just going to absolutely kill me. No. <laughs> I don't know you're listening. Um, Donna she... came out to the toilet laughing her head off. Like for mm. most of the time she was out with us, her nipple was on show. <gasps> so she was flashing the whole world. So anyone who was out in some day could have seen Donna's nipple today. Well, Donna... I got a big, massive hug off you when you came in and I didn't even notice at all. <laughs> so you can see where my eyes were. They were looking directly into yours. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I, think, I think there was only Kelly that noticed the nipple gate, but yes. Free the nipple, Donna. Free the did. nipple. <laughs> Don't be scared, Donna. There's men out there who aren't either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. So what have well, you been well. watching, young lady? Okay. So I've apparently started watching The Simpsons again from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, nice. um, we've, we're watching my in-laws' dogs at the moment, and I tend to put the telly on when I'm watching when I'm watching dogs because mm-hmm. apparently I watch a lot of dogs, um, and I put the telly on. And normally I'll put like Bob's Burgers on or just something bright and colourful mm-hmm. and loud, and I put The Simpsons on, and I haven't stopped watching it. So normally I just like turn it off when I go in the living room, but no, nope, not been watching it, and uh, not been turning it off. But what I did start the other day, which I generally thought was a film at first, and it's mm-hmm. not. It's a six-part um series, um Daisy Jones and the Six. All right, it's on Prime. Um, if anyone's a lover of music of the mm. 70s, um, of, I would say, Fleetwood Mac as well, because very mm. heavily influenced by the Fleetwood Mac story, by Stevie Nicks and um, Lindsay Buckingham's story. And it's mm. just, it's got, um, well, what's that, Riley Keough, who is the granddaughter of Elvis. Mm-hmm. She's in it fucking phenomenal voice um guy from hunger games the second hunger games he's in it and um, it's just it's so good i need to finish it though but it is i'm really enjoying it all right sounds interesting there was another documentary i've watched and it just like mm. completely different subject to what you think but it was about like something in the past and um, the muscle one about the american mm. gladiators yeah that, was fucked. that is fucked up really <laughs> Some of the stuff, like they started out like showing how the pilots, everything was done on concrete. So when they were slamming people, people were like nearly getting like breaking like the spines, dislocating the legs, shoulders mm. popping out. So they have to like health and safety be damned. The goodwill was just like out of order, crazy. And the amount of t- people that they, like they fucked and they were just having steroids just lying around, like to the point where they used to come and say, okay, we're going to test everyone, but in six weeks' time. So give them six weeks to get clean, then take the steroids again. Honestly, it's one of the messed up, most messed up documentaries I've seen in a while, uh, just for pure carnage. Like they went on tour on a bus and they basically just shagged everyone on the bus for the whole tour. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Jesus. I saw it advertised and I thought that looks really cool. <laughs> like that looks like it's gonna be one fucked up mess, but I wanna watch it. <laughs> oh, it was entertaining as hell, but uh, like it's just roided up Americans uh, just go on the ends. Like two of them were in the car and arguing over 
the music were playing. So they got out of the car and started smashing each other all over, uh, fighting, then give each other a hug afterwards and went back, went for food. Whoa. Roid rage is real, guys, and it did make you have a small penis, so don't do it. (laughs) The rule in my car is if you can connect your phone to my Mm -hmm. Bluetooth without any issues and have Spotify, you can put whatever music on you want. But I don't get involved. You've got to figure it out yourself. That's the rule in my car. (laughs) Unless if you don't, you listen to my shit. Yes, exactly. And it it should be always driver's choice, to be fair. And if someone's driving you about, don't be a dick. Don't mourn about anything. Just be happy you're getting a lift. But yes. (laughs) So the rules of the road guy there. Um, But yes. So now, do you want Mm. to do your lovely disclaimer that won't be done next week by yourself? No, it won't. You will have the pleasure of somebody else mm-hmm. saying my disclaimer. Yes. Apparently it's going to be done for word for word as well. I, I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group or the comment section and we can have an open discussion. What Mm. we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well done, sir. Thank you. If you listen to Monday's episode, I think I say it in a very creepy voice. (laughs) <laughs> I think my whole opening is incredibly creepy. <laughs> to be fair, that a lot of stuff was creepy on Mon- like on the Monsters Up North uh, episode. Hmm. Um, so we were talking a, a lot about child abuse and stuff like that at times, but it is all fun. <laughs> <laughs> but not on this episode, not no. today, because we no. are talking about the great Stand hmm. By Me. And have you watched this one? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. I've seen it many times before, but I did. I had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything the other day because my car was in the garage. So I thought, you know what? I'll mm-hmm. actually watch a film that we're going to talk about beforehand, which I never normally do. Um, and it just it just warms your heart. There's no other way to describe it. Like when you the open, even the opening scenes. Mm. It's like a me. warm black, warm, comfortable blanket that it never disappoints, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I do, and I know, like I say, a lot of people throw this word word around, and it it it's lost a little bit of meaning now. But the the movie is completely timeless. You could watch this in the next twenty years, and it'll still have the same impact and the same effect because of how well it was done, mm-hmm. and how uh, say of its time it was as well. That that's the, probably the best way I can just initially describe it. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, so, so I know you mentioned yeah. that you've seen it a few times before. So when I know it's going to be hard, but can you remember like roughly the first time you you watched it? I dare say it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. I would dare say in the last 10 years, probably yep. a little bit less than that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You've stumped us. I generally don't know, but I don't feel I, I don't think it's something I watched when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Even so... though it, it would be up my street when I was younger, because that's mm-hmm. the kind of, you know, that was the summer holidays going yes. on little, that not going looking for, but I mean, I did live in Chinese, <laughs> so there could have been bodies lurking around. Yeah. But with, do you know what? It was that adventure, mm. like, kind going of thing. Out. Yeah. I'll probably watch this. Ooh. 
I can't remember like the exact age, but I remember watching it around uh, my cousins, like um, work, because my auntie used to babysit us when my mum and dad were at work. Mm-hmm. And I was probably a little bit younger to watch this because, like I said, there is a lot of bit, a lot of bad language in this movie. I know it's probably a PG now, but um, like the tones and stuff, it's a very adult context or thing. It's not the the normal light and fluffy come of age movie that that we see from mm-hmm. most films. And that's why I probably do love this as more because it's the, the the moral of the story and everything it's about. It's about friendship and like not having like you never have the friends that you do when you were kids, which I agree with to a degree, but I think mm-hmm. in certain certain and like, certain situations, um, that does remain a bit true. But the, the main story of this is just about the friendships and like grown grown up with them friends. And they treat them like real kids, though, as well. Like, they have yeah. real kid conversations. They talk to each other like real kids. It's not all, like, all light and fluffy. Like, the group they're in, you've got, as, as you described, they've got two idiots and a thief. And, yeah. like, normally that's what you had kind of had in your friendship groups back then when you were kids. Probably not a yeah. thief, but still, you had a few idiots. <laughs> But no, they they had what they had was complex kids. They had um, Vern, who was you know mm-hmm. very um, oh, he's so naive and so Simple. gullible and just <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in the sweetest possible way. Um, yeah. you had oh god, what's um Te- Teddy, Teddy, yeah, Teddy. Mm-hmm. It, you know the more he had one of the most traumatic experiences mm-hmm. as a child, and but still worshipped this man who put him through so much pain, he had so much baggage on him. Chris mm-hmm. came from an incredibly bad background where yeah. because of that reputation of his, the you know, his, his family, it's mm-hmm. been put onto him and he's been made out to be somebody he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got, Go- is it Gordy? Gordy, yeah, Gordy, yeah. Gordy, Who's, you know, just, he's gone through grief. He's gone through mourning and he's lost his brother. I looked mm-hmm. at the timeline and the, this all happened on September 4th mm-hmm. to September 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother died the few months before that. Mm-hmm. So it's like really, really fresh. Yeah. In, in Gordy's head. So in the, these kids have like the complex. So, mm-hmm. Fucking complex, but mm-hmm. you did. Did we really know that much about our friends at that age? No, no, no. And, and I wish I had a friendship group like this. That's probably why I gravitated towards it so much as a kid, and I, and I still do. I watch this movie. Ooh, it probably works out. It probably is about at least once or twice a year. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't go a year without not seeing it because. I think, as I mentioned before, it's like the comfort blanket. There's there's comfort movies you can watch and makes you instantly feel at ease or relax you or takes you to a better place. Like there's movies like this, like Lost Boys, Breakfast Club, um, mm. The Goonies. Again, I know, like say everyone can tick the boxes like Goonie Bingo there, but they are very similar in tones and stuff. But the main thing, I, like one of the things I wanted to touch on as well, because if you look at the cast. Like, mm. like from like every single character in this, like I don't know many films that has a pedigree in the cast like this. If you look at it, like you've yeah, got absolutely John Cusack playing a, like a bit part. You've got Richard Dreyfus, 
Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Feldman. I know he's a bit nuts, but he still was. Hey, he was he was up there in the day, and he he still is. He still mm. has, regardless of how we feel about him, and mm. he still has one of the best reputations when it comes mm. to these classic movies. Certainly, like Jerry O'Connell, Will Will Wheaton, like, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton. Yes, is still makes like, it. We will get on on the on the podcast one day, and the late great River Phoenix. So, yeah. and them. Like I say, them are the main players in this film. I know there's like side people and stuff like that, but to get that level of cast today, it just wouldn't happen. Or you would be paying yeah. a fucking shit ton of money to like to produce a movie. And this was just a little like n- a nothing movie. If that was thing, this was just made just on the back of just to try and make like see what they could do. If that makes sense, they weren't expecting it to go- do anything. No, it was uh, Rob Reiner, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I was reading earlier that because we all know how Stephen King feels about certain adaptations of mm. his work. And Stephen King is such an advocate for for people to be creative. And if that means taking his work and mm-hmm. turn it and, and doing something with it, he's more than happy for people to do that. Mm-hmm. He actually um, he has this program where it's like, he will pay them a dollar for the rights or something. Or they pay, or they, he only takes a dollar for the rights. Right, okay. It, it's it's so, he's just, I would have to read more about it, but he's he, he loves creativity, so he's happy for anyone to do it, but he has had his opinions mm-hmm. on the way that his work is being mm-hmm. portrayed. Um, we all know how he felt about The Shining yeah. massively. <laughs> but when Rob Reiner showed him the final cut of this, he walked out of the room shaken. Mm-hmm. He was crying, he was shaking, and Rob bricked it because he thought in his head, if this guy doesn't like what we've done, yeah, we're not putting it out. Yeah. And when he spoke to him, he said it was what it's one of the most faithful adaptations mm. that I have ever seen of my work. And it's to this day his favorite. Mm-hmm. Still it, his favorite. It is. And like I didn't realize like because I was a bit naive as a kid, I didn't realize it was a Stephen King book. Well, not mm. a book. Sorry, it was a short story. It was uh, the it's body. It's part of in, the short stories. Um, yeah. Was it in different seasons? Was it or different yeah, seasons, yeah, no, seasons. that's it. Yeah, um, with a, I think a Dap pupil was in there as well. But um, the actual like short story, it's probably I don't know how many pages, but it's not like this. It's not it, shall we say? It's not like well, as 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 thick as fuck book. Oh, but... God, no. And I showed you that I'm not getting it out again because that means having to move and I've got no uh, trousers on. Um... No, Sammy hasn't got any trousers on, guys. We've, we've got the tr- no trousers those... warning. It's one of those episodes. <laughs> yes. um, but what he used to do, and this goes from Green Mile, mm-hmm. he used to just put stories into papers. That's how he he got mm-hmm. uh, like, published, really. And I think that was probably one of them. Just mm-hmm. so it's not the longest. No, no. And I think this is why the adaptation works so well mm-hmm. is because it's a short story. It's it's not like Stephen King is renowned for building worlds. If you yeah. like read his books, if you well try and read his books, it's like chapter on chapter just telling you what the room looks like. Yeah. Well, this is just basically a very simple story of four friends like acting themselves in the summer, like trying to get bored and with of of the time, they haven't got the internet. They haven't got uh, anything to keep them busy. But they hear the news that a kid around their age has went missing, and then they hear from the like Ed Vern's older brother that uh, they've seen it. Dies 
being hit by a train. And that adventure to them is just something that they can't pass up, like to go on and like basically to find a dead body. Now, that sounds incredibly creepy now, but if you were a kid that age, that would be a fucking amazing adventure. It's and it's also being the heroes. Mm-hmm. They were gonna, they were gonna find the boy and become the heroes, and probably mm-hmm. for each and each individual person, there mm-hmm. was something to gain from that. Mm-hmm. Like Vern wouldn't look ridiculous. Yeah. Chris wouldn't look like he's a thief and comes from bad stock, and Gordy, mm-hmm. you know, he's can get out of his brother's shadow type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. And Teddy just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Teddy just to prove to his dad because he keeps going on about the whole my dad stormed the beaches of Normandy in his eyes his dad is a fucking hero so mm-hmm. he just wants to live up to that hero aspect so yeah. each and every one of them have a a, a reason to do it mm-hmm. um, but yeah so, so I know we're going to talk about the movie as well but just before oh, yeah. getting into the characters as well which character right, I'm going to ask two questions here the first one is okay. which character do you like the most um okay um chris okay 100 percent, chris absolutely love him the way Mm -hmm. he speaks to gordy on -hmm. such an adult level for such a young age he's such an old soul in there Mm -hmm. and it's when he says to gordy i wish i was your dad because i could tell like i could you know it's when he uses that kind of language i just i I think he's fantastic Mm -hmm. such a lovely person no definitely and the thing as you said, the stuff that he's been through, he's grown up a lot more. So he's like he's an adult before his time, as as a lot of people to keep telling, like saying things. He's been through shit, so he's grown mm-hmm. through it, and that was quite common of the time that this was set. Um, and yeah. the next question I want to ask then: Who do you most relate to? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> <laughs> So you'll be the one Absolute, that brings the comb. <laughs> absolutely, Vern. And only because the fact that he hid a mm-hmm. jar of pennies under his house, wrote a map out, that map mm-hmm. then got lost, and he mm-hmm. then couldn't find them. That's right. me all over. Right, okay. <laughs> that reason alone. Bless. No, good answers. <laughs> I quite like that. What uh, would yours be then? Um. I like say I've always loved Jordy's character, uh, Gordy. Sorry, um, I just thought there's a, there was a innocence and just not wanting to grow up and let go of like say the things, and he realizing like what Chris is saying is correct. But like when you get further like at the end of the movie, he never mm-hmm. give up on Chris. He wouldn't let Chris go down the route of what he was in. He made mm-hmm. him do the college courses and like he was like. I know it doesn't tell you in the film, but to, like that's the the message I got that he was a big inspiration to get Chris out of Castle Rock and yeah. move uh, move out, and uh, unfortunately it led to his timely death. But um, but doing what Chris does, yeah, Chris so that, was a mediator, and that's. Mm-hmm. But that was like, see, Gordy was probably the one I liked, but and again, probably the one I most related to was probably Chris, not because I was a thief, but because of like like shit happening. Like in your life and stuff, you do grow mm-hmm. up a lot quicker. And I am the one, even though it doesn't seem like it at times, I am the one that always tries to stop fights and put out fires wherever I can. <laughs> a lot of the situations, uh, which is it's true, a, yeah, but very uh, much true. And as as a lot of people say, I'm I'm not the one starting fights. Trust me, but yeah. <laughs> but he's ending them. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, what was I going to say? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget. Okay. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to not look at the chat because not one of them's talking about the actual subject uh, at hand. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's just like say that you've got Kelly and Donna like playing fun. Oh so well, there we go. <laughs> they, they were talking about fannies earlier as well because Kelly like say is the funny queen. So yes, that's 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 a new title which we are giving her. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, I, like say I, I've always appreciated like say the visual aspects in this movie as well because um it's not done in high def or like say i don't think it was done in vid digital either so it was like very grainy and like even when you you get the like the 4k or the the blu-ray version it's still very grainy and look but it's very picturesque yes. and the, the camera angles and shots and everything is visually just like eye candy for it I think with the thing that always stands out, and it's the same with the Goonies as well, is the friendships with the, the kids do seem very genuine and you can yeah. actually see that friendship group going down the road or being a thing. Um, but there's so many different highlights that I absolutely love this film. Like I even like the little things, how they've got like a secret knock to get into the the treehouse and how Vern always forgets it and like um, not letting it in and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like, I love that scene when they're sitting in the the treehouse, they're playing mm-hmm. cards, and then Vern's trying to tell them this really important story, and they just keep singing, "I drove all the way, way home." home. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to do that. We used to be balance like this as kids yeah. as well. So we used to, if there used to be a thing that I used to pick up, you used to like get them to say something and just like completely go off on tangents and uh, rip on them as well. So that was always like quite relatable with stuff. But there was always one person in the group that used to get the shit. And that used to be me when I was a kid. So Probably because uh... <laughs> I'm so gullible, naive. <laughs> I don't care. I generally don't care. That seems lovely, though, because it really gives you an insight. Like, it it shows you straight away who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you get to see it a little bit more as it goes on, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's just like the four of them sitting initially together. I love that. <laughs> And it's hilarious as well. They actually show you in this film that they wouldn't dare show these days kids smoking. Yeah, uh, it's quite interesting as well. Like it's very much of its time, but like say kids having tabs and stealing cigarettes off the parents, which and Chris sitting there with the box rolled up in his, <laughs> in his very sleeve. very army like as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, just it's so like... brazen about it. But that's I think like the Stephen King aspect as well is like they kept it so true to the like like the tone and the novel, well, not the novel, the short story. Mm-hmm. Um, and very brave, but it worked so well with it. Um, what did you feel about the main protagonist? Like, say, Kiefer Sutherland's character, Ace? He's an asshole. Was Ace, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Ace, yeah. He's horrible. He has the... I mean, it. the shit he's doing is pathetic. Like, mm-hmm. when you really look at it, it's... it's Goddamn pathetic, especially the whole knocking off the letterboxes. I mean, come, yes. <laughs> come on. Think of something a bit more fucking original. Mm-hmm. When he steals Gordy's hat, he yes. knows he mm-hmm. knows his brother is a big deal. Yeah. And he still takes that goddamn hat. That is a horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he makes, th- th- when he gets Chris on the floor as well, mm-hmm. um, he's, he is an asshole, but the way that they get him at the end is exactly mm-hmm. how you would get a bully like that. Yeah, and show him just see mm-hmm. if he's got the balls to like back it up. But yeah. Sorry to cross over podcasts here as well. Ooh. But did you get very Henry Bowers vibes from him as well? A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, 
Henry was all about the I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah. constantly. Um I don't mm. I didn't really get that kind of sadistic feeling from him, but still kind of the same type of bully. Yeah. Like say a chicken down like a, a coward down his heart, but mm-hmm. more like say a, I I would love to have known more about Ace or find out more about that background as well, just what happened and what what led him to basically the stage that he got to I think yeah because we know about Henry Henry's background you know his Mm. dad and everything he was so scared of his dad like Mm. there's a scene in the tv series sorry to be crossing this over but there is a scene in the tv series where he um he's he's gonna get flunked from one Mm. of his exams and he bricks it because his dad's gonna have to know about that Mm -hmm. um and he's so we do know about Henry it would I think Ace when it comes down to it is just he's probably a mummy's boy, right? Okay, interesting. And just always had it his own way. Yeah, I don't think he comes from a bad background. Right. I think if anything, Chris comes from a worse background. Yeah, and he's what's his brother called? Eyeball or something? Eyeball Chambers. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think Chris comes from a worse background, and I just think he's trying to live up to hype. Yeah, he's just. It, I don't think it means anything to him. No, I, I, as I said. With Ace, you kind of get that vibe or that feeling that he's just in it for the glory or for the notoriety mm. type thing. I'm this big bad uh, bully, or like saying, you know, the way he speaks uh, about women as well. Like when he's telling the guy, he's saying, "Oh, um, like doing boys chat, chat as you did at that age, saying, oh, I can't get anywhere. All, all she's letting us do is fill her tits.'" Mm. And he's going, "You need to get yourself with a Protestant or a Jew, and like say, because a Christian lasts." won't ever put out and it's like yeah. wow that's how their views wow. on women is back then and like like st- just to show the kind of busy douchebag that he, he really was but he, I, he's like, a good protagonist but he's mm-hmm. he's it's just a bit pathetic and mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just through adult eyes possibly that i'm thinking that yeah no definitely i would have been scared of him as a kid no doubt of him like say with like his attitude and like say with everything that's going on, I probably would have been scared of him if he like ran my town, if that makes sense. I grew up with an older male cousin who is that person who <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I just used to that's probably why I think it's so pathetic for because I've seen it all from mm-hmm. him. So it's just like oh, God, something original. <laughs> Bless. Um one thing I did want to mention as well, and like as soon as I watched it again the other day. And you realise how good it is, the soundtrack. Oh, and... yes, that 50s, that mm. 50s feeling. I love that. I love Cause... the fact that the that a, that a soundtrack can make you feel warm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I know we often talk about like favourite movie soundtracks in the group mm. and stuff. And I know a lot of the ones, regulars always get to mention, like Lost Boys, uh, The Crow, um, other, like, say, other movies. Kill Bill Stamp- has the best Kill soundtrack Bill. ever. <laughs> But Stand By Me doesn't come up, and I don't realize. I don't think people realize like how good and how much of a mood setter the music is in this as well. Like yeah. from like from when they walk along the train tracks, singing lollipop, lollipop, and um, like when they go in the car. What is the song? And... What is the song that they sing when they're on the train tracks and it's just them? It goes. It's like. It's like then, a, like, I think it's a song that probably it's probably a song that they sang in Scouts or something like that from the sounds of it. I but tried again. I tried to find the lyrics to that song to put mm. in a post 
for mm-hmm. stand by me and fuck I couldn't find it and I was like trying to like think of trick like words I was like I'm gonna have to go back and watch it and I was like no I'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> no I know you think but it, like I don't think it's an actual song I think it might be no, something that like sang and skipped it's like um what was it in big when they go um I can't remember that one either now my brain's oh dead, I but, can um, go on go hang for on. it hang on hang on, hang on. <laughs> oh we're pulling <laughs> it out here Oh, oh God! Oh, shall we walking down the street, down the street ten times a day? So <laughs> I said it. I said it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm high. Suck me in the kisser one more time. <laughs> well done. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the beginning bit. No, but it's like them little things that do stick with you. But like, I, now you said it, all I can hear in my head is da 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 da. But the little things, like I said, when they're singing lollipop, when it's going to. Take out the papers and the trash. Uh, oh, I don't so... get any spending cash. <laughs> yeah, 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 shimmy, don't... shimmy, Coco Pop. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that's it. We'll get you to perform it properly when we do the Tom Tom Hanks episode, so that's fine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal, but it, it is a, it's a soundtrack of the time, obviously, because otherwise mm. it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. Um, mm. But it does, it makes you feel warm. Like, you mm. fit the... The it it helps with the the mood of the film because mm-hmm. it is t- quite dark. The tones, even though like it's quite light and fluffy and stuff, there's some horrific things that do happen in this movie. There is a lot of adult issues for yeah. children to be dealing with. Yeah, a getting a leech on your ball sack is terrifying. Oh, I heard <laughs> I, I heard a um, put Will, Will Wheaton on a podcast talking about that scene. Right, and it cost a lot of money to put the leeches on them. To, mm-hmm. For them to see, like makeup wise and such, and mm-hmm. they said you can't take them off mm-hmm. during takes. So you're gonna have to leave them on. Right. So they all had a bit of a time time out, and they were like, "Right, we're gonna go and take his all to because they really tried to keep the kids kids." Mm-hmm. So they yeah. took them to a theme park, but they weren't allowed to take the leeches off. Right. Okay. And so they walked around the theme park with leeches. They weren't allowed in. <laughs> They weren't actually allowed in. <laughs> oh they dear! To, they had to turn around and walk back. But that's what the um, will stresses a lot is the the mm. fact that this this production was so safe for mm-hmm. these kids. Um, yeah. they made sure these these were the, when they were acting, they were treated mm-hmm. like actors. The scene with the um, the scene with Chris when he mm-hmm. finally loses it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's crying his eyes out. Rob Reiner had to pull him to one side and say, listen, you need to dig deep. Mm-hmm. You need to find the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you. And River Phoenix did not have the greatest upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was like, you need to dig deep and find the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to you. And that's what you need to use. The scene that you get is mm-hmm. him on the back of his own trauma. Right. Um, with the scene with the train... Rob Reiner was not convinced that Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell were scared. It's okay. <laughs> so he made them scared. <laughs> Go on. How did he do that? He just started, he started screaming, shouting at them, mm-hmm. um, basically getting them into a position where they were like, right. that, choked that. up. Um, but the minute, the minute it was action done, mm-hmm. cut, he was back to being Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. I'm your friend. And he, he made sure uh, Keith Sutherland didn't like spending time with them mm-hmm. from what I've been reading. Because they again, they wanted to make sure the kids were kids. 
right. and not around adults a lot. So okay. they were having as much fun as they can to convey that mm-hmm. friendship on screen. And I really, I like that. But yeah, yeah. Peter Sutherland had a few run-ins with them. Little shit bags. Peter Sutherland, he was just a the 80s king with some of the movies that he did though so hey i'm telling you now Corey feldman had a fucking probably a better backlog than him at the time of filming Mm, yeah he's probably seen all the ones he was in as well though to be fair i don't think it was in flatliners but no um no no he wasn't (laughs) but no um and a lot of people forget about this movie as well though and that's always a shame because when they talk about like greatest movies or favorite movies from from the time I, I I think Stand By Me does stand up to to most just for longevity, like I said before. But yeah, like that scene I mentioned before, the the leech scene, like you can't help but cringe, and you don't know what like say they would be going through. But there's also like the parody scenes as well when uh, they go through the junkyard, and oh. you get the like inner monologue as well, where it's like sick balls chopper. And but I don't know re- if that's what he said. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the inner monologue that you get. That's Richard Dreyfus telling the story like yeah. behind it as well. Um, totally forgot he was in this film <laughs> until I until I put it on. I was like, "Fuck me!" Well, you know, I couldn't remember that. Spoilers for the Monday's episode as well. We did talk about like the it, uh, like the children in it, and the adults not looking like the kids. Mm. Now. Will Wheaton must have had a really bad like teenage years if he turned into Richard Dreyfus from what he looked at there. So I, that transformation didn't work, quite work well for me. <laughs> no, not quite did it. Um, mm-hmm. there's there's a few differences in actually no, sorry, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump towards that quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. this scene with. That when when Chris shows him the gun, love yeah. the fact that Gordy doesn't freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, you've got a gun. Where have you got it? He's like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. why would he not think that? He's like mm. the kids. Um, yeah. but it's the reaction when he shoots it. <laughs> that face. <laughs> and it's the fact that him and Chris managed to do the same expression at the exact same time is absolutely timeless. Um, yeah. but I also love the fact that I had that conversation afterwards when he's saying you knew that was loaded and he went honestly hand mm-hmm. on heart and it, he went mm-hmm. it's just his sincerity in his voice mm-hmm. like if we can talk about River Phoenix for a second mm-hmm. that boy in that I've a call him a boy because that's what he is in this film he was mm-hmm. he was an incredible incredible actor it's so sad that we never that we wouldn't I mean we are really seeing a piece of him with Joaquin Phoenix because I feel like he has the kind of same work ethic as his brother did when it comes to acting. Um, but it would have been incredible to see where he went. Mm. Oh, what like what potentially we could have because as you as we mentioned, I think we we're talking about today, we would have had more young Indiana Jones. That that was that the, was the plan. That was yep. the initial plan was just to screen test him as the as the young Indiana Jones. He picked up very well in the screen, and obviously, I mean, he's fit as fucking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the <laughs> that they were going to run with that. There's a lot of poor Leonardo DiCaprio. There's a lot of Leo roles that mm-hmm. were intended for mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's sad. It's really really sad that he um. That he went the way he did. 
characters and you can probably say that about so many different people as oh, well yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely and it's 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 the name of the game like if they like them type of things do happen but i think if you can appreciate for what what was left like say if you go back like as i said this one um what was the other one a river ran through it as well type thing was um... also what was it? My 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 favorite. Uh, my favorite. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, yeah, with um, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a sit down interview very recently. It might have been an anniversary of something. Mm-hmm. Um, of this movie, or actually the anniversary of like of his death will always be Halloween, wasn't it? He died on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I don't definitely wasn't Halloween, so it must have been for mm-hmm. the release of this. And it's Rob Reiner. Um. Will Wheaton mm-hmm. and Corey Feldman right, just, sitting, okay. just sitting in a theatre talking about it and the admiration and the the pain they mm-hmm. all still feel to this day that they don't have them around anymore. Yeah. No, it's it's always going to be hard. And like it's, I think the best thing we can do is just appreciate for, as I said yeah. before, what, what is left behind Rather than like mourn like what we could have had type thing because oh yeah uh, it's it, it's always a sad aspect but there's things that like see does happen and I'm not to say fate or anything like that people always do make decisions and like, yeah, so there's always... he made he made he made choices yes. um which is my private Idaho sorry my private yes. Idaho um Will Wheaton has a had a little bit of resentment towards him mm-hmm. um. So when this movie finished, this was it. Now, will the, I'm taking this from the probably about ten years ago. Will has Will has now come out and talked about his family dynamic at the time of when he was a young actor, and it's very different conversation to what he had ten years ago. And mm-hmm. um, he's basically let all of his all of the secrets out of how much of a you know his parents were monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time when I heard this interview, um, he hadn't released that yet, and he said he had a lot of resentment towards River Phoenix because he, this movie wrapped it was fucking huge. This mm-hmm. was it. This was mm-hmm. this was where it was starting, and River was getting this thrown at him, that thrown at him, and he didn't. Yeah, which is and understandable because, but I he could... didn't see it that way. Yeah. He was just as good, if not better, in his eyes than mm-hmm. River Phoenix. He stood with River Phoenix and acted alongside him. He felt his mm-hmm. place was where he should be as well. Not that he wanted to take anything away. He just wanted to be in that place. And he didn't obviously get it. Um, mm-hmm. And he had, mm-hmm. he said he had a fair bit of resentment, mm-hmm. but never lost the love for him. No, and uh, that's quite admirable as well from like to at least have the balls to admit it but uh, again i know it sounds bad but will wheaton did have a look and you could he could only do yeah. certain things if that's going to like unbelievable in certain things where river phoenix had the look that he could do everything and be anything as well mm-hmm. um i would be interested if anyone's ever asked him like it, what his favorite role was with will wheaton what did he, uh, good will probably get upset with what do you prefer does he Say that he would. He loved doing Stand by, by Me more than Star Trek. Mm. He talked in in things that I've heard him about. Heard him because he's um, best friends mm. with Chris Hardwick, and I used to listen to the Nerdist podcast all the time. So Chris mm-hmm. um, used to always mention stories of Will, and he had Will on a few times. 
And mm-hmm. the tone that I get when he talks about Star Trek, again, this is going mm-hmm. way back. And this is like 2014 time. And he, the tone, it's like, he didn't have a good time. Yeah. And he kind of like, I don't know, he's just, he tries, he, he's trying his hardest to look back on it fondly. Yeah. But can't seem to do that. But with this movie, mm-hmm. this one is special. And his friend's, tortured him with it mm-hmm. they used to go to a diner and the diner used to have them little um mini jukeboxes on the table where you could pick yes. the song from the table they would go on to every single one and <laughs> okay, play stand, stand by me, me. uh-huh and i would do would the same to, though i would do the same sit and repeatedly listen to it they would go to strip strip bars oh well and request that stand by me be played so yeah, that's a bit creepy. That's a bit creepy. I, I, Massively, I, I just I, I love listening to I love listening to Will. Um, we need to get Goodwill in a strip bar, strip bar and play like Stand By Me to see how, how Goodwill reacts. That would be interesting. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. And did it? Did you? I didn't know growing up or through the years that this was Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. No. <laughs> It wasn't until I heard a reference on something, and it might have been Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. that the big kid on is Jerry O'Connell, which I find hilarious that he's actually Sheldon's brother. <laughs> I'm sure that was where I heard it on. Possibly, but, but no, uh, yeah, it, it's one of them, like, as I said, with the cast, the cast is second to none with anything. But yeah, um, he did change a lot, Jerry O'Connell. You've done well. You grew into your, you got grew into them bones. So yes. He did. <laughs> You did. Now, going into the actual story, mm-hmm. um, have you read the book? Yes. Or the, yeah. or the short story? No, it's, it's called The Body, yes, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. is it, does it does it give you more detail or is it just a, is this very much a carbon copy of the there's, short story? There's very minute differences, but the characters are exactly the same. The story is the same. The goat, like everything that happens towards the end, like, it's one of them ones where they they don't change anything that's important. So mm-hmm. what you see in the in the in the film is pretty much in the book. Just because it is a short story, there's not much more to go. I think there's a few little added bits. Uh, there's more like with this uh, story in the reaction, or um, but the like say even like the story with Lardas and stuff. Um, I, Oh, I love I'm, that. It's still in there, I believe. Again, I might be just talking bullshit there, but I'm sure it is. But because uh, it's been a few years since I've read it, but it's very, very a close adaptation. There's no, there's no extra gleam and stuff. If, but if you like the movie, I would always recommend, um, yeah, reading it just because the... it because it gives you a bit of extra flavor. Yeah, um, I know the book goes on to explain that. We, so at the end of the movie, um, Richard Dreyfus explains that, you mm-hmm. know the two Teddy and Vern mm-hmm. went off and lived their lives. And Chris got killed on the day that he's telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't actually happen. They both got killed. Vern mm-hmm. got killed in a house fire and Teddy got knocked over. They, they were both dead at the point of the storytelling. Yeah. Um, and that Chris, so when Ace is going to kill kill because he's not going to kill him is he like come on he's he's a, he wouldn't do it but he when he was gonna he was gonna kill chris by slitting his throat that is how he died mm-hmm. so there you go i did do a little <laughs> bit of reading on today's episode i just wanted to see if there was anything mm-hmm. anything more yeah than 
what I've what I've visually seen. Yeah. Um I love I do love the end scene though. Mm-hmm. I think that when is one of away. the best end scenes mm-hmm. ever. Not just that when they actually find him. Yeah. And the two gangs confront each other. I want to ask a question about that as well. So if you mm. found the bodies, like take the way the gang situation out of it, could you have went through and got reported it, or would you have felt like wrong doing it? Because like how they did, like you said, they got there and it didn't feel right for them to do that. I would have, I would have. They didn't. They do an anonymous phone call, like the same yeah, they were going to do in the first place. No, no, because because they, they wanted they wanted basically the notoriety and say, yeah, or, they uh, wanted to, they wanted to put their names forward to say we found them. Mm-hmm. I probably, if I had the same kind of adventure that they did of mm-hmm. this whole self discovery, I would have done it non- anonymously. Yeah, no, definitely, and like because. This isn't like a Lord of the Rings where we get fifteen different endings. We normally get oh. we, we do get three different endings. Well, not three different, three ending points for the movie, which is and again, I always like you get the the first one is when they find the, the body and they decide what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is when they go off and like say goodbye, and that's like say the it's almost like the same goodbye to the childhood and like saying that friendship group will never be the same again, which we all went through and we all have them moments. You don't really yeah. realize that at the time, but you can look back and say that that was the moment where we grew apart or we can see that that was the limbo. And yeah. then the, tr- the ending of the actual movie, when um, Richard Dreyfuss's uh, body realizes he's basically almost being like his dad. He's not having fun with his kids. He's basically yeah. spending all his time writing. So then he ends the uh, the book with one of the most best lines to, to and it's like I've, I've never I've never had a friendship uh, friends like that. Uh, but do you ever do when you when you when you're not twelve or something like that? Again, totally butchering it, but it is a like say a really poetic like way to finish it. And you see I've him heard going. One, I've heard it's one of the favorite favorite lines to end a movie. If mm-hmm. that was to be used, that it's that one. Yeah. So them aspects to it. I know we've like missed out huge chunks of the movie as well, but th- them like key f- things and and I know I rip on the Lord of the Rings for like only having so many different endings as, as well. <laughs> um, but that's one where multiple endings kind of work and kind of gives you closure to everything at the same time. Yeah, it can, yeah, and I, I appreciate the fact that there was them different. They all were the same kind of ending. Mm-hmm. Nothing really. Mm-hmm change but it was just a different a different perspective on it yeah. um there's one thing we haven't mentioned about this movie and this is the absolute corkers of dialogue that we <laughs> get throughout this film um, suck my fat one you cheap dime hood <laughs> so fucking good so good that ending with gordy and the gun and all oh, that mm. line it is one of my favorite if not my favorite lines in movie history, I absolutely love it. Um, what I also appreciated as well. Now, mm-hmm. my husband will absolutely contest. Will will agree with this. And um, I am a dickhead when it comes down to bodies on the screen mm-hmm. when somebody's died, right. because they always do the whole "I shouldn't be." Yeah, I'm here to tell you, people, that does not fucking work, right? When you die, your eyes will ping back open. Mm-hmm. And it really boils my piss when people do it because, and I will point it out on every single thing 
every time I see and the, it, and I'll Sam go, is the queen of death here, guys. So don't worry. <laughs> and I will point it out on every single one. What I loved about the body, about mm-hmm. the kid, and bearing in mind that's the first time they see him, mm-hmm. yeah, ever when they're recording. So that is their full on mm-hmm. initial reaction. Um, his eyes were open, mm-hmm. his jaw was slack, mm-hmm. and his color was right. Yeah. And I so appreciated that, um, that they got that aspect correct. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I'd have been, especially if his eyes were closed, I'd have been foaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and hates it. He calls us all sorts of names for, for it because I, he'll go, don't say it. Don't say it. And I'll be like, that doesn't really happen. I'm, a, I'm honestly, I'm an absolute arsehole for it. Well, the thing is, though, what people don't realise, Sam has killed many before, so she knows from personal experience for the deaths <laughs> of her victims and for the many people she has killed and butchered. And uh, we'll, we'll even go there, Sammy. She has eaten as well, because we're going to get go into cannibalism there, <laughs> even though she hates cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, I do what I hate. <laughs> it's all a ruse. Um, no, Lee, I'm not speaking from experience. I just am very fascinated by death. <laughs> Uh, they're calling you Dexter now, so that's fine. <laughs> no, that's okay. If yeah, you ever walk okay. into a room, there's plastic sheets around you with Sammy. Be very worried. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. Good it's or... easier for everyone. Just leave. But yeah, I really appreciated that aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. especially from from my dickheadish point of view, um, mm-hmm. how brilliant that was. And I know we do talk about this quite a lot when we do talk about like the old movies or the classics, shall we say. Can this movie be remade, do you think? Mm-mm. Well, if you'd had asked that before Stranger Things, I'd have said mm-hmm. absolutely not. Right. But once mm-hmm. again, they've managed to pull a group of children who have, because let's be honest, they are children, um, who have mm-hmm. such magic that they can take you back to an mm-hmm. era that you thought was well forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stranger Things managed to do that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I right. don't want it to ever be. Because, as you said, there's zero special effects in this. Like everything is practical. Like even the bath and scene, like is hilarious. Like with the uh, like Lardas and <laughs> you and, can so see the pipe. You can like, <laughs> but I love it anyway. Yeah. I love that story. The big woman who 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 vomits into a handbag, where clearly she's just been keeping something there for a little while. And she goes, and it's bleh. not even it's not even proper sick. But, it's uh, just bleh. but <laughs> what got me about that story was, yeah, I can understand all the guys on the stage thrown mm. up. Yeah. Purple, but why are the guys on the bottom throwing up purple? I was like, but I love again. I love it because they're all eating purple shit. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, like it's, it's one of them things. I don't think the film needs to be remade. But going back to what we talked about, like the characters like Ace or like other characters around, I know we got like a Stephen King esque Castle Rock series when it touched on like the things. But I would like a period ac- accurate. Story about Maine or Derry, um, about like the, the goings on, and like I know a lot of the stuff do in the, in the link as well, but it'd be yeah. quite interesting to have that as a TV show 
but not going back in the Monday. I don't want to see standby me done now because it wouldn't be because people would just have the phones out to use GPS and it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. Um, you, need, you need a time with standby me. It needs to be at a time of not now, basically, to uh, where adventure was the, you know, key. Yeah. Well, let's so the time of innocence, shall we say? Yes, because we've lost it <laughs> massively. <laughs> Especially While I sit with... and talk through an expensive head, uh, expensive <laughs> microphone and headphones, and looking at my phone. <laughs> but uh, when people are using like things like uh, phones to watch us, hi guys. Uh, uh, yes, hi, thanks. <laughs> please like and share. But yes, subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I think people make mistakes when they do look to make these type of shows or movies remade to go off. Oh, what would this aspect work like now? I'm not mm. interested in that. I, if, if, they, if they redid the Goonies, like for example, I wouldn't be interested in what they would Mm-mm. do now. Because to be fair, if, if the kids were missing for 10 minutes, there would be police search parties and stuff like that. Amber Alert. Just, yeah, it would be all that, all that shit. But if you're going to do it, do it the time it was meant to and mm-hmm. do it as accurate as you can do as well. I know... They've just redone Indiana Jones back to like how they can do it, and that was done in a, as a period piece and done really well. Yeah. And as much as hate as the Indiana Jones movie is getting, I didn't mind it. I quite liked it. Um, same yeah, with this. Well. Same with this. It's very much of its time. Keep it at its time if you were going to do it differently or do a different take. Like yeah, or do it from the viewpoint of the bullies, like Yes and his gang. And yeah, have... let's see. Let's see why they're a bunch of assholes for, and because mm-hmm. the for all yes, they were doing um, you know, stupid shit like knocking over mailboxes, which is fucking ridiculous. But they mm-hmm. also boosted cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which... yeah, they they also had side hustles. They did stuff without Ace too. Mm-hmm. So that would have been interesting. And what was the name of the gang? It was the Cobras or something? Wasn't it? Because that's oh, why. Oh fuck was... off! Was it? <laughs> <laughs> It gets better because <laughs> that's what he was like tattooing on his like using a razor blade to put a tattoo on one of the arms. It was like a cobra, and it was like, "Wow, yeah, it's like you're fucking up the steak, dude." But uh, oh <laughs> but um, like, how did they get that gang? But like, I know that that would be interesting to me because I know they've done just well. It's been cancelled now. They've recently just done the Pink Ladies, um, like the birth of the Pink Ladies, where the rise of the oh, Pink Ladies. I think yes, where it's shown yes, how, yes. but. What the mistake they did then? They had a previous piece, but they didn't put like like Monday music where they were singing. It's like they wouldn't be singing this type of tracks or that no, type of beats no. back that's, then. You can't. That's what if you're going to keep to the period, you've got it's got to be a hundred percent authentic. That mm-hmm. goes from costumes. That goes to the time, how it mm-hmm. was at the time. That goes to the music. It needs to be completely authentic. And if you can't keep to that, then don't fucking bother doing it. Certainly, definitely. It's just my uh, opinion, and that's just because I appreciate movies mm-hmm. set in this this time. Um, there's one thing I wanted to mention as well. It's how amazing Stephen King is at writing friendship groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it often makes us think: Did he have that kind of like friendship group growing up? Because it's always the same. Mm-hmm. It's four four kids, or mm-hmm. obviously with it, there's a there's a few more. Um, but when I read I read his book on um, writing, mm-hmm. um, he wrote this amazing book on how to become a writer, basically. But it's also kind of a biography. And right. He grew up with a lot of women. All oh, right, you can see that. You can see that. Yeah. yeah. 
he grew up with a lot of women um his mom his aunties his grandmother i think they all lived in the same house mm-hmm. um it doesn't mention anything that he had a core group of friends about right. how he writes and it kind of makes us think did he just is that all he wonders <laughs> it makes us so sad <laughs> yes just trying to think though if you were going to like remake stand by me now with like today's like generation like who would you cast in that role I definitely have to be, like... not definitely not finn wolfhart right <laughs> definitely not <laughs> Because, my God, no. Is this I... in everything? <laughs> and, oh, gosh, who would I have? See, I don't know children that see No, but that's the thing, because would you want someone that's, like, as you said, a Finn Wolfhart, or would you want to be, like, an unknown? Because, like, just to come out Look, the gate and... Were these unknowns? Was, like, were, like, I think, they weren't... Uh, I, I don't think they were that big. Like, I know uh, probably Corey Feldman was probably the biggest name in the group at the time. Yeah, I would like it probably unknowns because don't you think that was the charm of Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Yes, was that we we had no idea about these kids at all. No, and that came out yeah. of nowhere, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep forgetting, like pretty much Stranger Things is pretty much the remake of what we had <laughs> of this now of like everything that we've got now. Yeah, if we if we sit there and go back over movies that kind of resemblance re- has any resemblance to Stranger Things, like oh, it's already mm-hmm. been done. Um, I tell you what, I did used to get confused. Well, I used to confuse Stand By Me with another movie, which is horrific. It's got um, Kevin Bacon in it. You're going to have to help us out with the name. Um, Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt. Um, it's about the kids at the school who... Oh, sleepers. And, sleepers. I used to get very confused with these but, two movies. Similar type of beats, just less rape in this one. But yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, I don't understand. I don't know if there's anything that was significant on the front covers that mm-hmm. looked even remotely similar. No, but I did. I used to get very confused. I used to confuse the two of them. It's very much same beats. It's like a very coming coming of age story, but not a very nice one type thing. One um, absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. And the other one just mildly horrific. No, it wasn't tremors, Chris. Don't worry. That, like you say, there was definitely tremors in in sleepers, but not that type of tremors. <laughs> um, got a terrific. Well, like I say that's where, like I say, an accident where the drop pushed a um, hot dog cart down some stairs and end up yeah. hurting someone. That's where they end up getting. And they end up going into the school, and it yeah. just got and Kevin Bacon's a monster. a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we but can have very, him on an episode of very, very good, more. very good movie though as well. Hard to watch, but very good. Um, talking about podcasts though as well, because mm-hmm. I'm going to try and set us a challenge. Because this pod, because this this episode has made me think of a few things. Oh, okay. So this is in going to involve the chat. So if mm. the chat can stop talking about n- uh, nipples and based in goodwill and whatever, and my mom, thank and, you, and, and and Sammy's mom. Hi, Sammy's mom. Um, <laughs> I want to set a challenge because I know Will Wheaton is very active on Twitter and social media and he likes to interact with fans. I want to see, I'm going to give us 12 months, intensive badgering, emailing, tweeting, like not just us. I want the nerdy up north through the Discord deviants, uh, everyone to get involved. I want you to badger Will Wheaton to try and get him on the Nerdy Up North podcast. Either we can get him on the Nerdy Up North podcast or we can get him on the Trekking podcasts. But <laughs> that is the challenge. 
Do you accept my challenge now, nerds? As everyone um, just ignoring us now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Joe said, never. <laughs> <laughs> How dare Chris you? Is just, Chris is just, hey, Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> answer the question. Do, we, Will Wheaton, what's your opinion on Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Don't oh, open yes. with that one. Can we get Sammy one that says Sammy's mum's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so that is... I'll I'll say challenge accepted for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, get it. <laughs> Good will. Good will. We need you and Michael, your powers of persuasion. You're our only hope. Um, <laughs> but oh, they'll never come on with Star Wars references. <laughs> oh no, we need. I, I don't know Trek ones. Um, <laughs> but it would be it would be interesting because we do have a, a general you know pop culture one. And mm-hmm. a Star Trek one, we mm-hmm. could fit them into a bracket. It probably would be more Trek than it would be. Oh, I'd have them on just to talk talking about the Big Bang Theory for about half an hour, but that'd be fine. So, uh, <laughs> so Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will Wheaton. <laughs> but yes. Do, do but you yeah. like your name being pronounced or Will Wheaton? <laughs> yes, Will. We're a fan. We we'll love you, Will Wheaton. But yes, that is the challenge. Um, I was going to badger Kevin Smith. But after the restraining order and stuff uh, that I'm not allowed yeah. to talk about. Um, but I just think it would be quite interesting to like to set a goal and mm. to get everyone on board and everyone involved. If we don't do it, it's fair enough. I'd, I can accept that. Um, even if he wants this to pay a fee, Will, I'd pay a small fee to have you come on the podcast. Uh, that big. Just, just a small one. But yes. Um, so Goodwill's getting in. So you want Will Wheaton on the show. That'll be a tall order. I will text someone now. Great. See? Yeah. That's all we needed. That's a... Just get to work. <laughs> we know do, we know you. <laughs> do you do your job, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I love it. I love it. Is there yes. anything more on standby me? Yeah, um there's so many like highlights. Like I want to say, would you do a train job dodge? Yeah. But I don't right. quite understand what they're really doing. So I understand that the Dodge and A train, but mm-hmm. I feel like, but what what's the what's stopping them from moving in the first place? Mm-hmm. I don't that I, I don't quite get the train dodge thing because I'm like, but it's, just move. It's just like chicken. That's the thing. It's like the last one to move wins. Oh so... right, okay. So he needs more people to do it because he tried to do it on his own. But that's um... the thing. It's to prove that he's not chicken. It's like if he can dodge the train like at the last second and say okay mm-hmm. can you beat what like i i lasted like this far i got this close but, yeah can you do it then it's like bragging rights it's like when you're a kid and this is going to sound really gross but a lot of boys used to do this in the toilets it used to be high how high you can piss on the toilet wall so people Amazing. We used to, so in the in the boys toilets it might be just in rocker school that i was in we used to see who can piss the highest. Please, lads, tell us in the chat that that's not I am me. not disgusted by that. I think that's pretty cool because obviously I just pee down. So yeah. like I don't have the ability to do that. So if I did, I mm-hmm. feel like I would want to know as well. <laughs> but yes. That that would that, but that's like the type of stuff he used to do as a kid. He used to always show that you've got more balls or it used to be uh, like got, I, yeah. I got more like I can jump off the highest thing. Like we used to jump off hair bales or jump off like build a hair jumps like in Raya. We used to steal hair from the farmers' fields, get a big ditch, fill up with hair, and see who can jump off the highest thing into the hair. 
without breaking the legs or breaking the neck. I don't know how we're still fucking alive, to be honest, with some I of the shit we used know. to do. We used to have um this is how <laughs> this is where this is where you know I live in shiny. We used to have a massive inner tube from a tractor. Mm-hmm. And that was our bouncy castle. Right. Have you ever bounced off an inner tube of a tractor? No. <laughs> you literally go Pshoom! The minute you hit it because it's so hard, you literally fly to one to the other side. So we used to have, yeah, we used to have a massive, my my friend who, she's still my friend today, um, and her dad still lives on the same house she grew up in, um, the one with the, who got us into horror, it was her, her dad, you got this massive inner tube. So yeah, well, I used And I think yeah. that's what I love about this movie as well, because soon as you watch it even if you watched it like for the first time a month ago or a year ago it takes you back to your childhood to think about what you were like as a kid and the stuff you used to do with your friends and where like we used to get chased by the farmer in the fields like used to shoot at you with salt and pepper guns um not real guns but used to like if you got hit, he used to do a small wound and like salt and pepper used to get in and used to cause so much pain. Oh, um, but, we used to have teddy guns, man. No, that's what the <laughs> farmer used to do to keep you off the, the, the land because we used to cut through the farmer's fields. Well, as an get... adult, I can kind of understand why I'd fucking shoot you and all. Um, but as a kid... <laughs> yeah. But we used to put all the hay bales together and play Royal Rumble and see who, you, who was the last, the last person to be on the hay bale used to win the Royal Rumble. So how, how the Being... fuck we didn't kill each other? god me and my friends in the summer holidays we would literally i always i have such such a memory of getting up having because i used to my parents worked full time and i had to go to my aunties um and or my grandparents on a morning and i would Hmm. sit and watch california dreams saved by the bell what was it california dream no that's a different song sorry no that is california dream The show California Dreams. Mm-hmm. Surf dudes with it's attitudes. Kelly would have watched that. Kelly, if you're still watching, you would have watched that show. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh. Um, but yeah, and I used to watch them, and then I would literally be on my bike from like nine o'clock in the morning till God knows what time at night. And we would just, this was, we dreamed of shit like this, like adventures yeah. like this. No, and I'm not saying we're looking for dead bodies or anything, but no. we dreamed up of, of today we're going to go and do something. And, uh, like go and build a swing in, in like- Go to the, to the gill, which is yeah. literally, it's, it's shit water, basically. <laughs> and just try and build a bridge across it. Yes. That's what, we're, yeah, because we I live right next to Northumbrian Waters tank and, and the gill runs right through it. <laughs> well, you see, like the pumping station with like the, the ponds and stuff, you used to go like looking for newts and shit like that. Um, but yeah, it, if it just If I was rem- finding anything in that water, it was fucking toxic and it was fucking <laughs> mutated. <laughs> but certainly, but it does take you back to a more innocent time. And that's why I love this m- movie because um doesn't matter how old you are it'll always take you back and get like remind you of being a kid and like an an, an easier time as well like yeah. you didn't have as many worries and stuff and i'll always be thankful for this movie for one of the like one of these movies because like there's so many of, of its type but this was up there because it didn't treat the audience as stupid it didn't babyfy it or say this is kids gloves it used adult yeah. tone adult words mm-hmm. it, and Again, that's probably a lot down to like Stephen King and his writing as well, uh, and that came through such such well. Um, there's other movies like does it 
well, but not as well. Like the Sandlot Kids is a great like kid, one about uh, kids' summers and stuff like that. But yeah, this was w- and, one that I would always go back to. I know it's not everyone's favorite movie, um, and it is very much of two parts. But Dreamcatcher mm-hmm. captures the essence of that group mm-hmm. of friends, um, very very well. Because mm-hmm. again, that's he's so good at writing that friendship group. And getting each character so right to where they all complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I love Dreamcatcher. I very much love Dreamcatcher. Certainly. So anything else you want to add to Stand By Me there? Um, no, but if you haven't seen it, please, to God, go and watch it. It's on Netflix. You have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a heartwarming, coming-of-age, amazing movie. Can't think of any other way to describe it. It's got an amazing cast, amazing soundtrack, amazing story, and just it's. I know it sounds really strange. It's told in a way that it's not overly long as well. I think it's only a short movie. It's not yeah, a long it's not film. The longer, not that I, I when I was watching it the other day, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm nearly at the end, and I feel like mm-hmm. I've just started it. But yeah. that that doesn't take away from anything. Like mm-hmm. you, you appreciate movies like this or for their length when you've sat and you watch the movies that we watch now. Because <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones nearly fucking killed me. <laughs> Bless you, it was a long one that one. So yes, um, that was our like say little just little. Talk. Little talk about an amazing movie that probably will make a lot of people feel good as well. Um, so remember, guys, uh, tomorrow is as as usual is the Monsters Monday. I am the special guest on the podcast, so you know it's going to be interesting. And again, I'm well behaved. I don't take over the show. It is very much the Sam and Dan show. So, and it is as entertaining as foot. And if you like facts. Fuck me, do they have their facts tomorrow? So they've come out with some doozies. Um, yes, we and... we go into things that even shocked Paul, and I was so over the moon that I managed to. Because normally Paul like will go if I say something, you go yeah 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 I know I know that I know mm-hmm. that he didn't on some of these <laughs> ones, and I was like fuck yes. So you will have to tune in to find out because you know we love our factoids over at Monsters Up North. Yes, all about and it's Pennywise the motherfucking clown bitches. And if, every time if, if, I mention monsters, I swing my chair around. Yeah. <laughs> Just sh- shaking a pantsless bum around to the monsters yeah. there. Um, Goodwill and well, Captain Goodwill and Science Officer Sinoid will be back on Friday. I believe they will be live this week. Um, after the pre recorded amazing episode that was Friday gone, that was such a fun episode. Um, then Sam is fucking off on uh, celebrating a 50th, no, sorry, 40th birthday. 21st so, birthday. So remember, guys. You still got time to send her presents, send her like say donations. She she's got to pay for a lot of things. Like say uh, she's running out of pants, guys. She's not wearing pants. I don't so, wear but, pants. Yeah, I mean, come on. But yes, yeah, so, um, I won't be here next week. You will be in good hands, though. Mm-hmm. I have heard great things about next week's episode that I'm sad I'm going to miss. Yeah. So next uh, Sunday's episode is top five Disney characters. So, I'm and, not quite sad I'm going to miss Arnie Chuckin. <laughs> and the, one of the costs for that episode is going to be the lovely Graham. So uh, not just Goodwill is trying to manage and tolerate Graham. I've got to do that job as well. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, then we've got a few extra things coming up, like I say, in the next few weeks, which is going to be quite entertaining and fun. But yes, um, like I say, keep 
like I say, keep pressing the subscribe button, keep sharing the information, keep telling everyone about the Nerdy Up North podcast because it is the best podcast that they haven't heard yet. So that is hey. the main thing. Um, but, like, share, and subscribe. But also, as well, remember, like I say, we do have a Twitch as well. The Twitch, the I'll call them the Twitch brothers instead of the tw- uh, the Twit brothers. Uh, Jake and Goodwill will be doing the usual antics throughout the week. Um, also, as well, check out Jake's uh, uh, interview podcast he did last week. Yes, um, it's so good. Yes, it was quite informative where he had a uh, sliding sloop on and she, what a lovely lady she was. Um, but yes, we and also, oh, sorry, reminded as well. Go on to Twitter, go on to Facebook to to win the extra large. Everyone wants an extra large nerdy uh, t- hey, trekking up no t shirt. It's warm. Extra yes. large is a good thing. Keeps it all airy and floaty. Yes, so make sure you win the t shirt as well, and good will give you a sticker as well there. So he's a good lad yes. like that. But he yes, um, remember all else? of our socials: our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, what's the new one? Threads, my God, we are on all of the socials. I'm a motherfucker threader, but I don't know what I'm doing. But yes. Not a clue, <laughs> but come and join us. Anywhere that you can find Nerd, anywhere you can type in Nerdy Up North into any platform, you yes. will find us. But yes, and also thank you for the wonderful chat tonight. You have been bonkers, you have been crazy, but you've always been uh, entertaining. And also as well, I know you probably don't get as much credit or get... Uh, notoriety please join the discord they are the yes. fr- friendliest bunch of twats you'll ever meet um like i say i got wrongs so i don't i've just done an interview for a magazine that should be coming out soon um Ooh. and i either change it because i did put you down as the discord creeps but they did the thought that might come across wrong so you are the discord nerds or the fellowship of the discord <laughs> i love the fellowship of the discord our discord is the most friendliest bunch of people you will ever meet you really, if you are not a part of our Discord, please go and do it. It is simply just nerdy up north. Yes. So, yes. Anything else there, Sammy? Go and check out Monsters on Monday. It's going to be fucking <laughs> fantastic. Yes. You can see where her true heart lies now. She's she's, she's fallen in love. and she's... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can share my love between the two, and I do. And also as well, I know she's at mm-hmm. uh, London Comic Con this weekend, mm. but please check out Bleeding Marvelous's website. The cool shit to buy on that website is amazing. It's not just a normal horror shit. No. Um, it is very unusual and, and if quite you are ex- looking, excellent. Yeah, if you are looking for unique and special and different, Dan is mm-hmm. your gal. Yes. So check out Bleeding Marvelous's website and her Facebook page as well. Well, yes, I don't think I can plug any more. Oh, oh yes. We've uh, exhausted ourselves. And, and well done to Donna as well for selling out. Not just the VIP tickets, yes. but the premier tickets for SunnyCon next year. So well done. And whoever got the tickets, I hope you enjoy it. And hopefully, please, please have us back. We won't injure anyone next year, I promise. Please, please. We'll be on our best behaviour. Yes. We'll make sure Michael's good. We promise. Yes. We'll make him do he's just part of the filming next year. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.